0: Hello, guys, and welcome to Hudson Europa League, last sixteen round, first leg, and we are here, of course, with Álvaro and Dani to analyze all the games. How are you, guys? Hello. Ciao, Eduardo. Ciao Álvaro.
1: All, all very well. Thank you.
0: Nice to nice to see you back guys Uh, remember to leave a comment in the video and don't forget to support us press the like and uh, subscribe to our channel and now let's go on with the show Um, First games we have on Wednesday, and we have a very good game, actually. The first one, porto Leon. This is almost a Champions League game. Porto, six points clear from Sporting Lisbon in a very good moment. Knockout Lazio. So I guess they should be considered favourites against Lisbon.
1: Well, depends. I think I think Porto have got a very good European pedigree and did a very good job against Lazio. And they play a Lyon side that has been very inconsistent so far uh, this season uh, in the league. Uh, they are ninth in the table, only two wins in the last five, only three clean sheets for Lyon domestically in the last uh, nine. But if you look at the um, Europa League form, they won all the three away games. So you know, at the weekend they did well against uh, Lorient. Uh, they won for one. Roman Favre, the new uh, signing from Brest, scored uh, two. But you know, it is a team that has been uh, stuttering. Has been really inconsistent in League One. For example, in the League One, no um, players are in double figures uh, so far. Maybe that's why they brought a new striker like. A Favre, and they only scored two goals or more, only in seven of the last 15 games. So it's not a great tally for uh leon and maybe they're still adapting to the new way of playing with the peter bosch you know they brought him in he seems a very good fit because of his high tempo game the counter pressing but the results haven't quite come maybe uh, they should have strengthened the team a little bit more obviously in the summer they signed Shakiri, they signed emerson palmieri they signed Boateng. perhaps they need a little bit more in midfield but you know uh, when it comes to playing in uh, europe they've been good uh let's see because i think they got good attacking uh, attacking force obviously we mentioned favor they got packet they' really well in the europa league so far they go to arwar uh toko Cambi, also we've seen him in the african cup of nation always handful um you know they beat But as I said, you don't know what you get from them, because they beat Nice, for example, recently 2-0, and we know Nice is a very hard team to beat, PSG, so that we can, but then lost against uh, Lille. Um, For this one, I think uh, both could score, so it could be a high-scoring game, and I'm going to go for a sort of a mini acca in this one, both to score and over 2.5 2.5 goals, which, if you combine them together, pays 297. Very high odds. You can go for one of the two. But if you go for both of them, I would say just bet alpha unit than what you normally do.
2: Well, I think that this game is quite uh, difficult to predict. I believe that Olympique Lyon, as much as they are doing bad in France, at least on paper, at least on the table, if you look at it uh, more thoroughly, well, maybe this is the kind of thing that has a surprise factor in them. Uh, Olympique Lyon, they are only five points away from the Champions League spot. Number one. Um, they are ninth, yes, but only five points away from the Champions League. They have Toko and can be played in the Africa african cup of nations and Toko Cambi is very important for them it in fact is the top scorer of the of the europa league and then they've got a number of players who are very dangerous uh, they've got an international Bra- from brazil uh, with brazil like lucas paquetá who plays a lot with Tite as well. So plenty of talent all around. And it's not a coincidence that they have beaten this season Nice, they have beaten Marseille, they have beaten uh, Monaco, they have thrown with PSG in the group stage. They went through very easily. So I think that they are the kind of inconsistent team that um, if they get the right management in the last third of the competition or the the final or the last three months, they're going to uh, cause havoc problems to everyone and i think that they are still on course to qualify for europe for next season uh, so leon is not such a bad team and when it comes to porto uh, porto is just the the right opposite uh, because they are consistent i mean in portugal they are still six points clear uh, on top of the table uh, it's very difficult to beat them uh, they knocked out lazio in the previous round and they match anybody's intensity I think that they've got quality players up front who can make the difference too. Taremi being one of them, I really rate this guy. And I think that this game is very difficult to predict. I mean, if you look at the big picture, the biggest stats, I don't know how much they matter here. Uh, Porto have won uh, their last six games uh, against French clubs, uh, which is quite impressive as well. Mm, they haven't lost against the French clubs actually since 1971, but this, I think that, you know, different squads, different times, it doesn't matter so much, but... Porto, generally speaking, has been a very competitive side over the last 18 months since Sergio Conceição took over. So, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to use this game for the ACA because I think this one is quite unpredictable. But there are some good odds here and there. For example, I like Asian Handicap minus 0.25 for Porto. That pays 178. Uh, Asian Handicap Corners minus 1 for Porto. That is 190. I like that one as well. I guess that Porto will attack a bit more, at least in the first half, and that will result in corners. Uh, and there is another one that, uh, you know, if you are a, a believer in Olympique de Lyon, if you back them, is excellent. I think the bookies have hidden a little treasure uh, for Lyon believers, which is the draw no bet for them. It's 270, and that is quite appealing as well. Not for me, but I'm saying, if you're a Lyon believer, 270 uh, for a draw no bet, is excellent.
0: Leon Believer. Peter is not a Leon Believer, for sure. Porto is winning this one, for sure. This is a very good one. Porto Real, favorite, very consistent, as you say. And also on Wednesday, we we have uh, Betis, Frankfurt falling and falling in uh, La Liga. They are now out of the Champions League spots. Perhaps they are tired after the Copa del Rey efforts, also Europa League against uh, Zenit. And also Frankfurt is usually struggling in the Bundesliga, up and down, more reliable in
2: Europe. Do you still trust these Betis, Álvaro? I trust Betis a little bit, yes, but not as much as a month ago. Because, you know, I think that this season they are going to play around 15 more games than last season. Uh, they are already in the cup final and they are in the Europa League last 16 round. Uh, there are a few players uh, who look jaded, tired to me. I think that they, I like, I rate Betis. Uh, let's say that before anything else. But for example, the other day against Atletico de Madrid uh, on Sunday at 8, uh, 9 pm Spanish time, they played against Atletico de Madrid. And I think that Atletico showed that they had more maturity. Uh, I think the defensive uh, duo of Betis is not very, very convincing. Uh, for example, Bartra and uh, whoever plays next to him the other day was Victor Ruiz. They are not particularly strong, they are not robust. And a team like uh, Frankfurt can actually capitalize, uh, um, capitalize that. Uh, Betis against uh, quick teams, they suffer. That's for sure because Betis is quite a veteran side. I think that the uh, average age of the squad or, the, or of the lineup is uh, over 28 years old, and sometimes they suffer when they play against a very fast team. We saw that, for example, Edu, you will remember this, against Bayer Leverkusen in the Europa League group stage. A fast team like Leverkusen caused a lot of problems to Betis. And I think that Frankfurt has that potential as well. I think that they can do that. Um, so, I think for this game, I could back the following things. Both teams to score, I strongly encourage you to go for that one. 166. Betis is not perfect defensively. Frankfurt scores a decent amount of goals. It's not, obviously, 166, an amount that is going to make you rich, but it's better than a marginal win, for sure. Uh, Over 2.75 goals. I like that one too. Uh, 191. And, you know, I think that this is not crazy at all. A double chance for Frankfurt, uh, meaning that, you know, they can draw they can win a double chance for frankfurt 202 again if you're a frankfurt believer go for it because uh, Betis at this stage of the season is not as fit as they were in february it's not as fit as they were in january so maybe this is a good moment to go at Betis ground and actually um, give them a proper upset
1: i like the fact that Betis is a team that plays a lot on the front foot he has showed a lot of attacking force in the in the Europa League, uh, and they already knocked out uh, a team out of the Europa League. They knocked out uh, Zenit, which I don't think was uh, as easy as uh, some people thought it was going to be. When it comes to Frankfurt, they topped the group in Europa League, but it was an easy group with Olympiacos, who's already out, Fenerbahce, and Antwerp, um a bit of a strange season for uh, frankfurt i think they changed the manager they replaced hutter with Glasner, things are not quite uh, clicking but you know they're good in european competition they qualified in five of the last seven round of 16s knockouts. Um, In the league, things are not going as expected. A goal difference of zero is always a little bit suspect, you know, a team that scores quite a lot, but concede a lot as well. They lost three of the last uh, five uh, and they failed to score in four of the last seven games. I wonder if they're going through a dry uh, patch. They could win Berlin though the weekend. They won 4-1. That was the biggest away win of the season so far for a team that, let's not forget, a couple of weeks ago took Bayern almost all the way. Bayern needed a late goal from Sané to win that game. So, again, um, a bit inconsistent here. Maybe a lack of clear goal scorer this season. Borre de Colombia scored only seven in the league so far. They finished fourth last season, let's not forget. So, obviously, anything less than a European qualifying position for them it's a uh, disappointment they only won one of the last seven away fixtures in the europa league in knockout phases so uh that's why maybe the book is don't Fancy them. I'm not going to risk an outright market odds here. I'm going to go for corners. I'm going to go for an Asian Handicap Corners for Betis for the home team. And these a minus 1.5 uh, Asian Handicap Corners for Betis, which pays 222. I think it's a very good odds for a team that perhaps is going to have the ball a little bit more, attacking more. So if they have two more corners, then Eintracht uh, Frankfurt, you win 222.
0: Europe with a lot of fans, uh, goals and goals for Petrov, for Balbrand and Rick is telling us that it's very difficult to trust any German team this season, and he's completely right. It's easier, I guess, to trust uh, Sevilla, especially when they are playing at home. We have Sevilla-West Ham out of the title race, I guess now they are going to focus Real. In this uh, Europa League, and for Danny, Tom, Rennie is always telling us that the squad is too short. Perhaps also to fight for this uh, Europa yeah, think,
1: League. How I do think, you? Say? I think West Ham squad is definitely short. I mean, they're pre, they're playing pretty much the same team. Uh, Week in and week out, and already have played almost 40 games. They haven't strengthened the team in January, and you can tell a little bit of fatigue uh, kicking in for a team uh, that you know they've not been they've not been used to play in Europe. Uh, this is by far the biggest game in European competition since 80-81. Maybe the biggest game in the club history since the FA Cup final in 2006. You know, talking ages ago, uh, it is a team that, yes, it could be a little bit fatigued. They got knocked out of the FA Cup by Southampton. Southampton was playing a lot of reserves players, yet they managed to win against West Ham. And, you know, the FA Cup could have been a target for West Ham this season. Nonetheless, a team that has improved a lot from last season. It's got its own identity. Uh, I think they know uh, their limits as well. They know the strengths. It's a team that uh, has got a lot of willpower, you know. Uh, They will never stop running. They will never stop chasing the ball. Players like Bowen, Antonio, these are, uh, you know, they don't tire very, very easily. And they are always there to put the extra run. But will it be enough? At the at the Sanchez piece One against uh, against Sevilla, uh, we'll see. Uh, they might be actually without Bowen. Check the lineup if he got a knock against Liverpool. Rice should be fit uh, for this one. Only three clean sheets in the last ten for uh, West Ham. So yeah, Sevilla to score or to score first, obviously a good uh, bet. We know Sevilla very solid as well when it comes to play at home. West Ham needs to take the chances. That is what they didn't do against liverpool at the weekend they had a lot of chances running in behind with you know with a ball over the top the two uh center halves uh, they couldn't convert them maybe they sh- they would have they would have got a point i think i feel if, if they scored they would have got a point from liverpool um they can both score you know um i wouldn't discard a surprise for west ham i wouldn't discard a draw in this case but i'm gonna be conservative and i'm gonna go for over one goal in the first half, which pays two fifteen, That means if there's only one goal in the first half, you get your money back. More than one goal, you win two fifteen. If he ends nil-nil, you lose your stake.
2: I am very worried about Sevilla. I'm really worried about them. I think that Sevilla is a much better team than West Ham United. A way better team. Uh, but at the same time, for this game, they've got uh, around nine players in the sidelines. Uh, one of them, Fernando, for example, should be in the sidelines as well, because he should have had uh, an ankle uh, operation surgery in his ankle and the club is asking him not to have it until summer because they need him they need him and on top of that you know if fernando for example wouldn't start because he is not fully fit which by the way he's not uh, then thomas delaney would be the most Probable replacement. And Tomás Delaney is suspended for this game. So Fernando will have to play. There are so many players in the sidelines. Good ones. And um, yeah, as I said before, uh, Sevilla is a better team. But uh, at this moment, they are depleted. Uh, The season is uh, getting too long for them. And the players don't trust the medical staff. This week, we learned that many Sevilla players, they are uh, five or six together, uh, going to Madrid uh, to look for medical advice because they don't trust on Sevilla doctors. So I think that... uh, Sevilla and Lopetegui didn't prepare this game very well. I mean, they are actually suffering. In the weekend, or on Friday, they drew with Alaves. They drew with Alaves. And I think that the absentees um, or having so many players in the sidelines was one of the reasons for that. And West United, yes. I think that the season is also getting a little bit long for them because they've been involved in many competitions. In the Europa League, they played already six games. And I think that they should have signed a striker in, in the winter transfer window because right now, Antonio is the only focal point up front well but still uh, I think they are going to be totally benefited by the major injury concerns of Sevilla major massive Uh, so I'm gonna go for the following and I know that Sevilla normally against English opposition uh, they find it very easy I mean don't forget that in 2020 en route to win in the Europa League, they beat Wolves, they beat Manchester United, uh, they beat Manchester United in Old Trafford in 20, 2018 as well with Sanpaoli. Uh, Jose Mourinho was the manager of Sevilla, uh, they beat Liverpool in the final in 2016, so Sevilla against English opposition normally finds it very easy, but this time there was so many problems uh, that I find it difficult to buy, back them fully. So I'm going to back them, but in a conservative way, I'm going to go for an Asian handicap minus, 0.25 for Sevilla. That is 179. And uh, we have a very good game,
0: the next one. I'm really looking forward to watching this one. Atalanta. Santa Leverkusen, we spoke last week that because in the Serie they are far away, but we know that they struggle a lot playing at home and they are facing this Leverkusen that is true, that we cannot trust German teams Alvaro, but they are in a very good form as they showed this weekend uh, really facing Bayern Munich and getting a point from the Allianz Arena.
2: The thing is Edu, can we trust Italian teams? Seriously. Dani, probably uh, the thing is that right now, I mean if you look at it, uh, what is the which are the only Italian clubs Atalanta that is... look like candidates to to stay in Europe after the international break? Juventus, possibly, if they manage to beat Villarreal in the second leg. And maybe Atalanta. Tani, uh, correct me if I am wrong. Uh, I don't think that no other Italian team looks very likely to be in the quarterfinals of any competition. Uh, and Roma, of course, in the League. Uh, Roma. Roma. in the conference. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. One team per competition. It's not a lot. Uh, I, feel, I don't think that Italian football should feel, um, you know... Like they should be posting or showing off about their performance this year in comparison to German football. But yeah, come on, this game is going to be one of the entertaining ones. There is no saying no to that. At the end of the day, we're watching Atalanta, we're watching Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga have scored as many goals as Borussia Dortmund, which is already quite impressive. They have scored 64 goals in the Europa League in the group stage. They beat Betis comfortably in the, the first game and then they, yeah, they negotiated the group stage very comfortably too. Uh, Moussa de Abid and uh, Florian Wirtz, uh, they have each other three assists in the Europa League and they are scoring goals in Germany. Uh, they are really uh, exciting players and when it comes to Atalanta, we all know what they are capable of even though this um, in the weekend they, they lost, uh, I believe. But, uh, generally speaking, for this game, I think that my eyes went straight to the goals market. Uh, both teams to score 160, yes, one of them. over 2.5 goals, 168, why not? I think that that is very similar. And, um, yeah, those will be my favorite bets, of course. I'm always flagging the double chance here, because I think that in this uh, round of the Europa League, there is a lot of... Uh, bo- Pretty much in every in every tier, uh, the games are pretty level. Uh, so in the same way that I flagged that, uh, for example, the double chance for Lyon or the double chance for Frankfurt were good, well, the double chance for Bayern Leverkusen playing at Atalanta, I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about the third qualifier in the Bundesliga. is not bad. That's 193. Not for me, though. I'm going to stick to the goals market, both teams to score 160 over 2.5 goals, 168.
1: Atalanta got us used well, very well, perhaps too well in the last few seasons, and this is the one of the poorest seasons they're having so far, uh, based mostly on a very poor home form. Atalanta they lost already six games at home so far this season, and also when they play away they do struggle to break down very organized defense. He happened when they played against Genoa a month ago. He happened when they played against Lazio. They had a lot of injuries there. He happened again against roma i don't remember rui patrizio making many big saves so atalanta is lacking the spark he's lacking the movement also because you know without uh, ilicic long time injured without zapata uh, yeah, things are not quite clicking. We can see glimpses of Atalanta, you know, in the game against Sampdoria, Cup Miners was fantastic when he runs from behind and getting into the box. He's not very consistent, and I think also Muriel playing up front, starting on the first minute, he had injuries as well. It's really uh, not his year, but uh, Atalanta have a good European pedigree, or at least they are building it. In fact, they never lost in Europe, in the in Europa League in 10 games, only a Home. only three Europa League defeats in 20 games. Okay, it's not it's not a lot, but you know, that tells you where how this team has been raising the bar year in and year out. So they need to come back after very I think it's disappointing defeat against Roma. They lost twice against Roma so far this season, and they lost a few big games already this season in Serie A. Uh, In the second half, they had no shots on target, for example, against uh, Roma. Uh, They are goalless, as I said, in Serie A in five of the last nine games. And this is the free-flowing Atalanta that we all admired. And we all think they're going to score for fun. Well, uh, it hasn't quite happened for them. And when they play, also at home, they're always liable to mistakes. Uh, They are not watertight at the back. They concede goals. You know, this happened against Olympiacos as well. And then they won 3-0 away. So for this reason, I think, look, check the lineups, because I'm not sure if Chic is going to play. Today they were saying it might be doubtful. And it could be, you know, a massive doubt for Leverkusen. But if Chic plays, you know, if Leverkusen puts uh, the the strong 11, I think they could come out with a good result from uh, Bergamo both to score I like it but uh, better odds on a double chance X2 uh, 194
0: a lot of confidence in Leverkusen actually and goals for Santa, for Rick, for Lille. It looks good, the odds for Leverkusen. A lot of confidence, I guess, we have to have in Barcelona playing Galatasaray now. Barcelona, they are the favourites to win the competition. They are uh, strong even in La Liga, sometimes struggling like we saw against Elche, but at the end of the day, they are getting their results and they are playing a Galatasaray that they are absolutely poor this season, Dani, domestically, the only positive things for them are in Europe, actually.
1: Yeah, because in Europe, strangely, they are unbeaten in 10 European games, Uh, very poor domestic campaign, they are 12th in the league goal difference minus 4 lost at the weekend, no clean sheets in the last 11 for Galatasaray. They're not going to go down they are too good to go down but where is the team last year uh, challenge for the title gone? Remember last year they only lost the title on goal difference against uh, Besiktas Uh, so it is a team that looks a little bit uh, lost and also you know a team that uh, really recently lost against a second division in the cup against a name that I don't dare to pronounce, but it's a second, it's a second division team. Trust me. Uh, but again, then in Europe, at home they were good, uh, topped the group, but it was a, it was a tough group against Lazio, and Marseille. Uh, you know, Lazio is the second high-scoring team in Italy. Maybe at that time they were going through, uh, you know, an adaptation phase in Italy. But you know, Marseille is a threatening team. They progress in the Conference League, so uh, Galatasaray obviously showed the best side of them in Europe. Uh, you can. See the odds i mean the winning at the can no 17 Yeah, probably is even generous i think i mean it could be it could be more considering how good barcelona playing so far very difficult to find any value for barcelona oh, by the way their favorites to uh, win the europa league you could go for uh, barcelona to win both halves and uh, that pays well 220, okay, it is a bit risky because if Barcelona wins the first half 3-0, they don't have to go and win the second half, but that's the value. I don't know if Álvaro agrees with me.
2: I agree fully. I agree fully. And uh, actually, that was one of the odds that uh, I was going to pinpoint here. I think Barcelona to win both halves 220 is very good. Uh, of course, less speculative it is Barcelona to score in both halves, that pays 160, but the value you are getting is less as well. Uh, as Daniele uh, broke down um, before, Galatasaray are having a really weird season because in the Europa League they negotiate a really tough group stage, in my opinion. They managed to, to go through, but then in the league they, they have been awful with a number of players that, uh, you know, they are, to start with, they, they are quite old, I would say. But they never even rated when they were young. And I, I think the epitomise of that is Patrick Van Aanholt, the player who was in Crystal Palace for many years and who is a disaster of a dead back. Um, but, you know, there are some others over there. Like, for example, Ryan Babel, uh, who has had here and there good seasons, but he has never been consistent for more than two years in a row. Buffet for Tim a striker that for many years I had lost completely. Uh, He wasn't under my radar and he happens to be be playing there. Uh, Arda Turan, uh, probably one of the worst signings Barcelona ever did, a player that uh, was never capable of uh, showing a glimpse of quality uh, for Barcelona. So we can start checking the lineup or the squad of Galatasaray and we will see that it's incomparable to Barcelona's because Barcelona, in the uh, winter transfer window, they did very well. They brought off players that they needed to bring in and for example, I think at the win against Elche the other day, yet difficult, it was difficult, but it so uh, that Barcelona did a good job in winter. Why? Because with the lineup, they couldn't beat Elche. And from the bench, they brought in Ferran Torres and then uh, Memphis Depay. You know that is quality that is quality and they managed to win the game with goals from those two players so barcelona right now they've got options up front and this is the difference between barcelona now and barcelona in december on top of that they are playing very well defensively they have improved a little bit but i believe that this is a consequence of the how the team is playing i'm not too sure about terrestekin i think terrestekin is not having a good season though but uh, generally speaking barcelona spanish football is imposing their football, is dominating the games. And I like what I see with Barcelona. I think that this is not going to be enough to challenge for La Liga. This should be enough to challenge for the Europa League. And probably their best uh, or their best tasks ahead for Barcelona are the Europa League and a game at Santiago Bernabeu in April to prove whether they are back completely or not. So for this game, I'm going to back Barcelona. And I'm going to back Barcelona, as I said before, to score in both halves, 160, and to win both halves, 220.
0: We agree. Braga Monaco is uh, our next game. I think we can say exactly the same for Monaco as we said for Lyon. It's a very inconsistent team. They got a very good result uh, against Maxel at the weekend, but still, I guess they should be considered favorites against Braga, a team that is good at home, but also they are very vulnerable, as we saw against Sheriff Alvaro. I guess there is some value no, Monaco here.
2: There is some value, some value on Monaco here. I agree with you. I think that uh, Praga, well, they managed to do the job against Serif. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Serif has been the surprise of the season. But, yeah, they did it. And uh, Braga can boast uh, one player who is actually quite decent. I'm talking about Ricardo Horta, who in the Europa League is uh, hitting... Uh, kind of uh, great figures because he got four Europa League goals, four assists. And then, you know, there are players who are creative, like Yuri Medeiros, for example, uh, that are keeping Braga in um, a decent position here in the Europa League. They managed to, to make it to, to, the, to the last 16 round. And I think that this is more or less it for Braga. In the weekend, they got a draw against Boavista Uh, The weekend before, they got another draw against Santa Clara. I guess that they don't have a very strong squad just to be competing in the Europa League and uh, in the Portuguese uh, top flight. I think that uh, probably this this has become quite clear right now. And when it comes to their opponents, uh, I will say that Monaco, they are as unpredictable as Lyon, but as dangerous as Lyon because they topped the group with Real Sociedad and PSV at Doven. And I remember perfectly that I always thought that Monaco was far better than Real Sociedad. Um, they've got the dangerous players. Uh, one of my favorite uh, strikers of the last 10 years is playing for them. I'm talking about Wissam Ben Not because his numbers are particularly amazing, which by the way, they are very good, but because he is a, a guy who comes from futsal. Um, he was playing in futsal until he was uh, 20 years old. And he's got that technique and he, Puts it into practice uh, in a football pitch, and he's very good in in, in the pockets, in inside the spa- small spaces as well. So I really rate uh, Wisam Benjeder and I hope that in this Europa League he gets the praise that he deserves because he's a phenomenal footballer. In fact, if he was in France, he would be starting probably for Spain, or maybe who knows for. Or he will be in the squad of a team like Italy. But France has so much talent up front that Benjadir many times he doesn't make it to the squad. So for this game, I'm going to go for the following both teams to score, 190. I love this one, but I like one even better Monaco to win, 217.
1: I have to agree with you on the tip. First of all, I start with the tip for me. It's also both teams to score because, yes, Braga, uh, I think they are no favorite against uh, Monaco, but uh, they got power up front against Sheriff. There are a lot of chances in the end. The 2-0, uh, uh, the return was a little bit, uh, maybe uh, not a true reflection of the chances they had, but Braga is also a team that concedes quite a lot. Um, Monaco, Ben there the numbers are phenomenal 22 goals in 15 games so far uh, this season. But overall, the team has improved in January since they changed the manager. They sacked Kovac, who couldn't quite settle into a proper style. Sometimes they play with a back three, sometimes they play with a back four. They got Philippe Clement, very experienced, the Belgian, former manager of Gang and Bruges. Results have improved. Six clean sheets in the last 11 for uh, Monaco, a decent defense. They consider 29 in the league is only five more than PSG. They are quite far below on the table, Though, by the way. They are unbeaten in the Europa League so far. And I remember in the playoff, in the knockout stage of the playoff, back in the summer, which we watched together, they were very, very unlucky against Shakhtar in the return game. They should have won that game, so they should have been in the, in the, in the Champions League. And We saw how badly Shakhtar played. So, you know, uh, clearly is a team of a higher uh, quality I think. And, you know, uh, good win at the weekend at Marseille. They went away and win. the great game from uh, Juan Lucas, the Brazilian midfielder. Also, they brought Venderson from Grêmio. He's having a good game. Marseille had the chances, but, you know, Monaco knew when they can uh, punch. I think this season can only get better for Monaco. I think they can still push for a Champions League qualification spot. Uh, you know, they have to get the consistency back, but I think Definitely, they got the players uh, there to do it. Uh, but as I said, both to score, it's uh, I think it's a good bet with Monaco slightly favourites.
0: Indeed, uh, both teams to score seems like a good bet, or going for Monaco, good odds for a team uh, full of quality and the. Last game is Rangers. Uh, red Star, on three points away from Celtic. They were the huge surprise. Beating Borussia Dortmund, And now they have an easy arrival. I guess. Red star. Not even topping the Serbian uh, league. Do you trust Rangers to do the job and continue in their European dream?
1: Well, I mean uh... It seems on the card that is an easier draw this one but it could be a tricky one because you know uh, they are playing a team that won the league uh, last year yes they are second behind Partizan but they bo- they beat Partizan 2 weeks ago uh, they won the last 5 is a team with a lot of character a lot of team spirit we saw them last year in the Europa League against Milan they only went out because of the away goal rules so otherwise they would have gone to the extra time so they gave Milan a very very good uh, games you know they're still in contention to win in the league 4 games to go only lost one game uh, domestically it is a big game for Red Star Belgrade you know it's a team uh, that maybe we were used to see more in the European competition in fact this is the biggest game for them since 96 97 but you know and we talk about character managed by Dejan Stankovic, what a great player he was and what a fighter he was on the pitch and obviously he gets them fired up really well. Key players, uh, very dangerous, very intelligent up front Alexander Katai, three goals at the weekend, already scored 23 in, in total The Serbian. Mirko Ivanic plays for Montenegro, 15 goals already scored uh, and you know also the, I think they strengthened the team as well uh, this season, they brought Dragovic who plays for the Austrian national team uh, and then got you know quite of a surprise in goal. Uh, Canada already qualified for the World Cup. They got uh, Borhan, who is the keeper of uh, Canada, will see him at the World Cup for sure. And you know it is a team that uh, has surprised us uh, recently. Uh, I always remember the win against Liverpool in 2018, 2019 at the Maracana uh, to two 0 for a certain Okay, they finished bottom in the group stage of the Champions League, but it was a, a difficult one with PSG and Napoli as well, if I remember uh, correctly, and yes, mentioning of course, the the good game they had at Milan last season, a bit of a bonus game, I think, for their grade right? obviously, they're not uh, targeting the Europa League this season. Uh, let's see, because uh, Rangers, um, they tend to concede, I mean, it's a spectacular team to watch, but they do tend to concede goals as well. For this reason, I'm going to go for uh, over 2.5 goals, 197.
2: I like that one. I like that one from Daniele, I think as well that uh, Glasgow, Glasgow Rangers they are going to attack more. Uh, I know they, what they are capable of at home, and the corners market sounds like a very reasonable to me as well. Reasonable one. Uh, Asian handicap corners minus two for Rangers. That pays one eighty-eight. Uh, Rangers they are in a fine moment. I wouldn't say that this uh, as spectacular as it was with Steven Gerrard. Not at all, but. Well, uh, to start with, the other other day, uh, before the game against Aberdeen, they celebrated 150 years, so happy birthday to them. Uh, Not every club uh, is as old as they are, and they are still in fine form. Um, Then with the Gio van Vronskort, they have uh, lost only one game since uh, he took over. Uh, from Steven Gerrard, so the new manager, the Dutchman, uh, is not doing a bad job. Uh, This weekend, they will have to play in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals against Dundee, but I think that they are going to put all their eggs in the Europa League basket this time. In fact, in the weekend, they rotated a little bit. They even had Aaron Ramsey on the bench because he seems to be recovered from his injury, but he didn't play a single minute. And I'm thinking that Aaron Ramsey didn't play because Gio Van Bromkort, he wants to play him in the game against Red Star. Uh, Red Star had a very easy group in the Europa League. Maybe this game is going to be too much for them. Or at least this game, not this Tiger, but this game, in Scotland could be difficult to deal for them. So I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals, 197. And Asian Handicap Corners minus 2 for Rangers. That pays 188. But if I have to position myself, who is going to win this game? Who is more likely to win it? I will say Rangers. That pays 182. So, you know, if you believe a little bit on the Scottish side, go for it. Go for that one. Glasgow Rangers to win 182.
0: Great, guys. Uh, We've analyzed all seven games. I enjoyed, as always, all your analysis and your tips. Uh, Usually, we are very good. You are very good with your ACAS. Let's listen to the ones for Europe this
2: time. Álvaro, starting with you. Very quickly. Betis-Frankfurt both teams to score. Atalanta-Leverkusen over 2.5 goals. Barcelona to score in both halves. And Barcelona to win both halves. One, uh, that base, sorry, 981. As you can see, I put a lot of faith in Barcelona's game. If Barcelona doesn't do well, Mayaka will be uh, completely useless and a nonsense. But, you know, uh, 981, I think that this is a very good value. It is difficult to find value in this acca because, you know, mm, these ties are
1: very difficult to analyze. So, you really, you need to try to go for something likely. I had to go for five games to manage to get a decent And These are the following... Porto Leon over 2.5 goals. Sevilla West, West Ham over 1.5 goals. Barcelona to win the first half against Galatasaray. Braga Monaco went for a double chance. X2. And Rangers versus Red Star Belgrade. Uh, and his total 10 48.
0: Brilliant, guys. Brilliant. Let's uh, see if we are lucky. Again, I want to thank you as always, and of course, thanks everyone for watching. Remember to leave your comments, enjoy Europa League, click on the like, subscribe, and follow us. Of course, see you guys. Ciao, Edu.
2: Bye.